0: This is your Drive Time News Blast, 30 minutes jam-packed with up-to-the-minute news from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice every weekday. This is Monica Perez.
1: And I'm Brad Binkley.
0: Today's top story, not one quid pro quo, but two quid pro quos. No. Yes. 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 Can What's you believe quid pro it? pro
1: I'm too stupid to understand Latin.
0: It's bribery. Oh, that's what I it's called. just figured that out. Thank goodness. Nancy Pelosi, she, can't, she said it's bribery, double bribery. We just got that yesterday from Bill Taylor. And double bribery. Hair. Double bribery. They don't
1: cancel each other out?
0: I don't know. I, I really want to see some evidence. I'm sure they've got the evidence because, I mean, that's a big accusation. The accusation is that Trump not only threatened Zelensky's aid to the Ukraine contingent on an investigation of the Bidens, but also demanded that at the very least his White House meeting was contingent on and maybe all of the aid was contingent on Zelensky making a public statement that he was going to investigate the Bidens. So that's the big bombshell. And boy, I cannot wait to see the evidence for that.
1: Well, they've presented no evidence of that. The really? bombshell that I took away...
0: <laughs> What's your bombshell?
1: ...is the one the one major takeaway that I'm hearing repeated on CNN over and over again, and we're going to continue hearing this for the next week because it, it was a teaser. We had a six-hour testimony from two people, and all we got was like a 30-second teaser that's going to be used to keep us on the hook for one week until next Wednesday.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And that is that... There was an overheard phone call, the case of the overheard phone call. Not another one. Yeah, there was another phone call, and this phone call was, Bill Taylor testified that his staffer came to him and said that he overheard a phone call between Sondland, Ambassador Sondland, and Mm -hmm. Trump. So I guess it was either on speaker Mm -hmm. or Trump was just talking so loud, because they were in a restaurant, Mm -hmm. and he overheard the phone call, so he knew it was Trump. However... (laughs) That's not even the relevant part of the story. <laughs> they just include that part of the story to make it seem as though Trump said this. Then what happened after the phone call is that the staffer said to Soundland, and this is all coming from Taylor, to Taylor's testimony, the big takeaway, said, so what's going on with the Ukraine investigation? And Soundland responded, according to this staffer, unnamed, said that Trump cares a lot more about the Bidens than he does the Ukraine investigation. So that's going to be the big takeaway, hmm. and they, they they framed it in the news in a way to make – to confuse the audience, to make it seem as though the staffer overheard Trump actually saying yeah. it as opposed to Yeah, because Trump came
0: it. out and said – "I this is the first I've heard of that phone call. Trump yeah. said that in his like turkey press conference. Well,
1: that's going to be the <laughs> Art of ambiguity in, yes. this, in this one. The entire week, and I've already started to hear it today, we're going to be hearing these debates about – well, now that it's been proven, it's no longer hearsay because Soundland was on the phone with Trump and he said that Trump cared more about <laughs> Ukraine. And Did
0: Sondland say that's true? Did he corroborate that? He hasn't
1: corroborated. We have to wait till next flopper, Wednesday. Though. We have he to flip-flops. wait till next oh, Wednesday to yes, get a stunning conclusion and what <laughs> yes. it's going to be leading up to that is going to be is Soundland going to admit to what we know is true or is right. he going to commit or is purgery? he going to lie? <laughs> Is he going to perjure himself, and that's going to be the story? But
0: he's probably going to do both.
1: He, yeah, what he's probably going to say <laughs> is that, at the most, he's going to say that that was his opinion, and Trump didn't say it. So that's going to further muddy right. the waters. Or he's going to say it didn't happen at all,
0: or that he didn't know what it was
1: until he heard. It's Taylor a different context. Yeah,
0: they overheard it.
1: So the biggest takeaway was something that Bill Taylor staffer told him he overheard, and that he asked Sandlin. Who we're going to hear from next week. It's all right. a television show. and Yes.
0: Oh, my gosh. What will the cliffhanger be before Thanksgiving?
1: I think it will probably be that... the vote? No. No, to what's vote. his name? See, John Bolton. We got John Bolton. I think that's going to be the oh, closing. coming up, after
0: right. the break. After the Thanksgiving break, they'll get Bolton? I think so. Or maybe they'll say a surprise witness.
1: And Bolton like maybe might they be the won't surprise even, witness. Yeah, maybe they or won't. Hillary Clinton be. walks out. <laughs> Jeez. We, yeah. So... Another interesting thing Or happened.
0: Eric Charmella.
1: Ah, that's another great one. That would be fantastic, but I don't know that they'll want to roll him he out. You might
0: come out and say, I'm not the whistleblower.
1: There you go. Yeah. That would be I'm wondering that if that's gonna fun. happen. Because they should hire to us to
0: write for them.
1: They definitely have writers, script yes. writers, and one of them we talked about yesterday. Well Adam what's funny Schiff. is you
0: see them you see them reading them. Yeah. You see them reading the scripts. Oh yeah, Adam Schiff is a writer.
1: Speaking of scripts Devin Nunez opened his statement yesterday at the hearing by saying something that I said all of last week, and he said the witnesses deemed suitable for television by Democrats were put through a closed-door audition process.
0: No freaking
1: way. He must be then listening to exactly the show. That is exactly
0: what you said. I'm actually wondering if people are listening <laughs> to
1: the show. Devin, if you're listening, please send support.
0: <laughs> Become a Patreon. You yeah. know, give us a shout out once in a while.
1: <laughs> so Adam Schiff, I told you yesterday. So
0: we all know. I don't know if people follow the news as closely as we do. So Adam Schiff, Shifty Schiff, is the Democrat that Trump hates. And Nunez yes, but- is like the pro-Trump Republican who... Uh-huh gets a lot of flack for being such.
1: Yeah, exactly. I and think.
0: I, I mean, I'm I, i I'm not
1: even sure half the time. I'm not either half the time. What I do know, though, is that Schiff is the – wait for it. He's the new Robert Mueller. This is why Schiff? we're hearing about Adam Schiff being a screenwriter. This is why he's – I saw articles all yesterday in these little segments yesterday across all liberal media about Meet Adam Schiff. The reluctant leader who, up until recently, stayed out of the spotlight despite governing over Hollywood, but now has stepped into the spotlight when our nation depends on it the most. Wow, the, so
0: he's doing the thankless task of becoming a superstar in in Holly, D.C.? Uh-huh, <laughs> and they did
1: all these featurettes Hollington. about him. Yeah, here's what I found out about Schiff, and a lot of this stuff is to make him relatable. It is creating the myth of Schiff, kind of like they did of Robert Mueller, when Robert Mueller was coming out, and the myth of Schiff involves—we already talked about his screenwriting. Found that out. Found out yesterday that he's a vegan. He's a vegan. He's a vegan. Found out that he runs marathons and triathlons, apparently. And I think they presented that because he looks like a fifty-nine-year-old meek Gerber baby. So I think they were trying to present him as athletic, as somebody who could fight against Trump. He—he
0: he lo- if you can tell by looking at a person, he neither looks like a vegan nor a marathon. No, he does not. To me,
1: yeah. And he does stand-up comedy, dabbles in stand-up comedy, which, which he does at these democrat Democratic uh, conventions every year. I'm going to look Hold for on. some audio of this. Yeah.
0: Democrats have comedy? Like, if there are no standards, how do you surprise people? Like, if everything, like, all, all values are a moving target, so, like, how do you make a joke? I mean, it's probably just Trump's orange. Oh, yes, I hate him, too. Let's laugh about how much we hate.
1: It's said in this article that, unlike Trump— Schiff goes for not the guttural laughter, but more wit, which I think was a different way of saying that he's not not actually
0: funny. So people say, oh, that's funny instead of actually laughing. Yeah, they
1: snap at it. (laughs) They're trying to combat the idea that he's boring and meek. And mild mannered by saying, Oh, he's right. athletic and he's funny and he's actually smart and witty and he's about to take on Well, what's Trump. the
0: end game with this guy? I know that he is going to be the anti hero or the hero, depending on which side you're on. Like he's countering. Yeah. I expected Schiff to be the center of attention. Yeah. And is you're that right. all it is? Just a little character development? It's a character
1: development. So and I'm far. wondering what role he's going to play moving yeah, forward it's going because to... they're spending a lot of time on it. And something interesting about him, and I want you to look this up, is that okay. Adam Schiff looks. Almost identical to President Charles Logan on twenty four season five. If you type in Adam really? Schiff Charles and it's Logan. Not
0: separated at birth.
1: Identical and this guy who plays that character in twenty four, yeah. This character is described perfectly as being no. devious, deceptive, and wait for it, shifty. <laughs>
0: That is fantastic. Every
1: character this guy but that plays. That's so long
0: ago. How long ago was that?
1: 24 was like. A long time. 2001 ago. to 2014.
0: Yeah, I think it's.
1: But every character this guy plays is exactly like that. It's a shifty villain. And and Adam Schiff looks and feels exactly to be a like this guy. I know. It just has to be a coincidence. But it's interesting. No, but I'm wondering if.
0: So Stacey Abrams is going to be the VP to. Pete, can I call Pete, Mayor Pete Booty Gig? I think it's cute.
1: Well, you're, you know, you're towing a line there. I think you can call him whatever you want.
0: Uh, I just think his name is like fun. That's what his name is spelled like. And it's such a cute, you know, for the, no.
1: I mean, I might get in trouble for that.
0: (laughs) Is he married? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know he was married. Yeah. He makes know. out with so, his
1: husband at rallies and stuff. It's a thing. Uh,
0: oh, so like that's what his husband calls him. That's my booty, bo- booty game. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Cute. <laughs> that's cute. I like it. So Stacey Abrams will be his his running mate, right, uh-huh. for a while. His yeah. dominatrix.
1: Yeah. she'll carry Mind him around students. to different rallies and stuff. <laughs> As
0: Snowden would say, like a towel
1: there you, you know, go. around yeah. her neck. Yeah.
0: So so she'll do that. So maybe she'll be too busy to lead the opposition. So maybe Shifty Shift will do it for her. Possibly. Could be. Yeah. So should I tell you – Can is there any more on the impeachment? Because I have some backstory on actual Ukraine that I didn't get to yesterday, but I think it's going to light fire. So I don't need to spend a lot of time on it, but I got to hit it. What, what else you got?
1: The only other thing I would say about this impeachment is, as we know, it's designed for public opinion. Die Hard 3, the movie, Die Hard with a Vengeance. There's a scene in Die Hard with a Vengeance. were you in that? No. I was in a fake <laughs> Die Hard 5 trailer that they thought was real and – <laughs> I'll put and so I got like a million views. Yeah. That was
0: fantastic.
1: And in the movie, John McClane, the lead police officer, he is sent on like a wild goose chase to try and solve these riddles in order to defuse bombs around the city. So it's like all the resources of the city are going to all these bombs everywhere. And a scavenger hunt. Yeah. And they they pass by this storefront being looted. And John McClane's like, what's going on? And he stops this kid. And he goes, hey, kid, what are you doing? And the kid goes – all the cops are chasing after these bombs. It's Christmas around here. And then it dawned on John McClain that while all the resources are focused on this rat race or this trick is that they're being looted behind the scenes about something else. So my question, I think you can probably answer it as well. What is being looted right now while we're focusing so hard on the impeachment hearings? What rights The Second amendments? Amendment. There you go.
0: Damn. It is. You should say that because I got a lot to say about I mean, that. <laughs> I really do. Today, of all days, because yesterday, right, that's exactly what was happening yesterday. I could, it was heck to get anything on what Barr came out with. But he, but I did find it. I tracked it down, and on cue—I mean, on freaking cue—today in the Wall Street Journal is this study about mass shootings. Is like a tiny little inset. It's not even an article. Oh, bar launches gun grab, and then there's a shooting in California, high school shooting. Like it's all kind of dovetailing. So let me hit my UK Ukraine stuff, and then I'll tell you a little bit more about the bar. Okay. The second, but you're absolutely right. It is. It is. It. This whole thing, all the impeachment stuff is absolutely in the main ring and what's really happening is off to the sides. And there's a few things that are being distracted by – we're being distracted from away from the impeachment stuff, towards the impeachment stuff, away from actual stuff with like a war in Russia you – know a war with Russia and particularly the, the deep corruption in Ukraine. So here are the two things that I kind of just like glossed over yesterday because I was like literally too excited to like collect my thoughts (laughs) on it because it was so nuts. It was in the New York Times, this Kolomoisky said, said, if you... He said, if you don't give me my money, my bank, my Privat Bank, if IMF doesn't start sending aid back to Ukraine, I'm just going to go to Russia, and I'm going to get my boy Zelensky to make a deal with Russia. He didn't say that, obviously, but that's the takeaway for sure. So RT, Russia Today put an article out there that said, Kolomoisky is going to come back to us, you know, that kind of thing. And I was like, really? These guys must be their own people. Like Kolomoisky, oligarchs are like above, above it all, you know? But then I went to the original New York Times article and I saw that what he was saying was, if you don't give me my money, if you guys don't figure this out, we're going to Russia. So it makes us feel like we're, He's making it crystal clear to everybody that if we don't escalate in Ukraine, which is it goes hand in hand with what I said yesterday about what Taylor and Schiff kind of set up that back and forth like this affects our way of life. And we have a right to aggress on other people if what they do has an effect on us, which is not correct. But Kolomoisky is underlining that by saying, if you guys don't. It, as goes Ukraine, so goes the world, and I'm leading the charge. But one little item in there that I found to be stunning was that the IMF stopped giving money to Ukraine. In September, the IMF had a deal that was—the IMF deal with Ukraine was up, and they could not reach a new agreement because this, this issue with Privat Bank. so I've said this before. I'll make it quick. Kolomoisky owned Provat Bank. IMF money went through that to some fishy loans. Then Privat Bank became insolvent and Ukraine had to, t- had to bail it out to the tune of billions of dollars. Kolomoisky, who's the one who made it insolvent and, and took a lot of money out of there, had the audacity to go back to Zelensky, to now Zelensky's government, and Zelensky is his boy because he put him on TV and rose him to fame. He's going back to that government and he's saying, I want the bank back. I want now that it's solvent, it's my bank and you took it illegally. Well, back in like May or June, the Ukrainian courts started agreeing with that, started saying it was illegal to nationalize that bank. So at that time, it was getting crazy. Like, where is the aid going to end up? If, if Kolomoisky gets the private bank back, then all this aid is, I mean, who knows? He, that's his whole shtick. If he's in the saddle, it could keep going that way, and that's just when we we didn't send over our aid payment. And the if in September is is still, it's like until this private bank thing is straightened out, we're not sending it, which is amazing because they're not doing it out of the goodness of their you know integrity. I'm sure they're doing it because they they're they're sending the money over there for the Bidens, not for the Colomoyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That was just a joke, but. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. So that was the one thing that was in the New York Times yesterday and also in the Wall Street Journal yesterday. There's a huge, huge article about – I can't say huge anymore. You I've sound seen... like – you say it like Trump says it. <laughs> I know. But you I'm always say it like that, though. I think so. Yeah, I think so because I'm from New York. So, like, we say – you whatever. Houston. <laughs> Houston. I always say – I lived in Houston. It's like Houston. So – so this article is about, in the Wall Street Journal, is about ANTAC, this anti-corruption activist thing, and their partner, a new law enforcement agency established inside Ukraine that worked hand-in-hand with ANTAC, all of this stuff is funded, organized, trained, all of that stuff through the FBI and George Soros. And they're calling the shots. George Kent and uh Yovanovitch were giving orders to... The prosecutor Lutsenko and the first prosecutor Shokin was pushed out because he wasn't doing the bidding of Antec. But Kent and
1: so Yanovich is Yovanovich, y- the ambassador. Is yeah, the connected ambassador. to Soros.
0: I don't know, but I'll tell you who's who's researching it. I'll answer that question in a way. But Glenn Beck sent out. Shortly after this article came out, so I'm sure he was doing it in parallel, maybe felt like he had to pull the trigger because they're whitewashing it. He came out. I just read a 26 tweet thread from him. I think it was Glenn Beck. Somebody sent it to me where he's going through all this stuff that I was like, someone needs to investigate this anti-corruption yeah. thing. And uh, so that. So the whitewash is coming out and the Wall Street Journal is like, why? This stuff must be coming to a head. It must be. And in the beginning of the article, it's like Giuliani calls Antac a Soros front. Ha <laughs> ha. By the end of the article in the Wall Street Journal, it says Antac funded by Soros. It is funded by Soros, but you know, and the F and the U.S. taxpayer. So then in another so place that's in the true. article. true. Totally true. Totally even though and the-
1: Colbert and others make jokes, the Soros funded, just like you said, every night in order to discredit that idea, it's true.
0: It's absolutely true. There's no, there isn't, it's not even up to debate. So there's one line in this Wall Street Journal article that was unbelievable. It says, uh sh- there's I like underlined so damn much that <laughs> I can't find it now. It's like a full page but- highlight. It talks about how they use anti-corruption. Oh, here it goes. Every Ukrainian administration since the country gained independence from the Soviet Union in 1991 has pronounced itself an enemy of corruption. So they all say they're against corruption. But it has often been a pretext for politicians and businessmen to remove rivals or strip their assets. Bingo.
1: That's what that's you said what I in said, the beginning.
0: That's what I said from the beginning. It was like, I, there's got to be a reason they wanted to chase out their own damn guy. Yeah. And they're laughing about it here. There's other places, other references in here. It says, uh, yes, yeah, so the U.S. Embassy had sought to shield the Antac NGO from prosecution over allegedly stolen grant money. I read you that George Kent letter last week saying... Kent made a reference to this. I went back and I saw he said, Yeah, we're not worried about those guys stealing our money. Don't worry about it. And the and the Ukrainian prosecutor's like, What? You don't you don't wanna you don't wanna know? <laughs> you know? So this thing, I, I recommend this article in the Wall Street Journal, even though it is a whitewash, because it highlights all these facts that I connect the dots by connecting the dots. They connect the dots by saying, No connection, no connection, no connection, ha, ha what a joke. Oh, and another thing was like. It, this is a, this is the last thing I'll, I'll tell you. And, uh, it says, it says in a frosty meeting, R- Marie Ivanovich, the U.S. ambassador pressed Mr. Lutsenko to lay off the U.S. allies. He grabbed a pen and sarcastically asked for the names of people she didn't want him to prosecute according to a person present. Lutsenko's story is I grabbed a pen and wrote down the people she was telling me not to prosecute. And he came up with the list and people like, that's not the list. There's misspellings in it. And he's like, well, she didn't write it down. I wrote it down.
1: There's misspellings in it. That's how they. Yeah, so that's how
0: they debunked it. But he was the one who wrote it down. So the, the Wall Street Journal says some person in the meeting, which I don't even believe there was anybody in the meeting. She's not doing that in front of anybody sarcastic why insert the word sarcastically he did something but he didn't mean it he meant the opposite
1: and he says he meant it
0: yes i think he retracted after like the word the guy's been in jail before like he's been a political prisoner before that's similar He he was arrested for like drunkenness in germany and he said that it was part of an orchestrated smear campaign like he's this guy lutsenko is the guy that biden said was rock solid to haas he like literally pats haas on the arms like he's solid you know solid yeah that's this guy
1: this sounds similar this- to the trump thing where they're judging what's in the person's mind the intent, yes yes to totally and
0: if they can, if you can twist that up so my upshot is just please i hope glenn beck is really digging into this stuff now he left out the imf aid hold thing i don't think he knows about that because that just i just noticed it yesterday and i can't find any articles at all discussing why ukraine aid was held back in june but that's right when that like in may i think that that surprising privat bank uh judgment came down and there was a 500 billion dollar almost lawsuit filed in delaware against kolomoisky And the FBI launched an investigation. So it would completely make sense if that's why we were withholding aid in Ukraine. So Glenn Beck, please put that on your to do list because I have dinner to make. (laughs) I can't do it right now.
1: I hope so. I hope they investigate. We've both been saying all along. Yeah. Investigate the Bidens. Please investigate Inve- the corruption.
0: It'll all come out. It doesn't matter. They can do the Soros thing. They can do the Kolomoisky thing. They can do whatever they want. I would stay away from Kolomoisky personally. <laughs> he's got a, sh- a literal shark tank in his office. Literally. Yeah. That's the guy who drops crab meat into oh the shark gosh. tank when he's having meetings. Just in case you suggest investigating.
1: <laughs> would you like to see me feed my shark?
0: Is that Russian? Can you do a good Russian? Yeah,
1: I can do a hacky Russian
0: you got to work on it because it's going to be important.
1: Okay. I'll I'll, I'll make sure to hone (laughs) that in. So I talked earlier this week about this deep fake writing stuff, this technology that's coming out, and I wanted to follow up on a story that's similar. Artificial intelligence has written fake Trump speeches in a new study, and 60 percent of the people in the speeches, or 60 percent of the people who were asked to evaluate whether – they were given two stories – and they would, say, they would say, which one is Trump, which one is robo-Trump? Sixty percent of the time, they got it wrong. So, Wow. that's scary because they were prompted to choose. Most people aren't prompted in everyday news. so right, they're
0: not even thinking about it.
1: Exactly. So if, as long as it fits their framework that they already have and they already believe, then they're not going to question it. But when you're prompted to choose and only 60 percent of the people – and this is over a thousand, a study of a thousand people – get it wrong, then the technology is most definitely advancing. And this article that talks about these participants says, given that RoboTrump could crank out literally millions to billions of words per day, you can imagine how this technology could be used to manipulate opinion. Bots leveraging this technology could spam blogs and social media posts, etc. The volume of realistically generated Trump texts Style will enable massive disinformation campaigns of staggering volume and reach.
0: Our friend of the show who gives me some good information, especially about psych issues, was explaining to me over and over again that – and I just was not getting into my head – that if you hear something, even if you know it's false, if you hear it again, you think it's true. So they could actually target individuals with personalized misinformation, false text from Trump or anybody else. And that individual will have it in their brains yeah. regardless that's of whether it's true it. or not. Yeah. And that's why it's important that it's AI and bots because the volume it, to to personalize this stuff, it's too great for human beings to do. You have to just kind of lump people to get in their birds of a feather. But if you can create the bird of a feather and target it yeah. and really hone it without actually having to use manpower –
1: then you can do some massive disinformation.
0: And this this kind of technology would never have emerged organically in a free economy because it's – there's no reason for it.
1: Yeah, and what you just said there is what's going to be happening with this story that we talked about at the beginning of the overheard phone call and the, quote, admission by Soundland that Trump cares more about – The Bidens in Ukraine, which personally I don't think is a problem with Russia, but they're they're going to repeat this all week, and it's become fact in their audience's mind before we hear from Soundland.
0: Yes, there is fake news like that that's just wrong. Oh, that was wrong. Like, remember that whole BuzzFeed thing? Yep. That whole BuzzFeed thing where it was genuinely not true and CNN picked it up and I read the first time I read it, I was like, that doesn't look real to me. Yeah. So my like craziness, when I like heard Taylor saying that about the calls and everything yesterday, I was like, that's not true. I don't, I just don't believe it, but I'm going to not believe even stuff that is true. Like you're going to get even me, like I'm super cynical. Well, they're going to, there's an app for that.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. There you go.
0: (laughs) I have to I wanted to summarize though or give you the highlights from the bar thing. Can we go back to that?
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: I just wanted to so Barr put out this the project Guardian yesterday. And there's just a couple of really important things to look at. First of all, Jeff Sessions tried to do the identical thing two years ago, and he didn't make it. So a lot of work has been done over the past two years to get people ripe for this, especially since they're rolling it out when we're not paying attention. So what he's doing is he's using federal laws. He said he says in his remarks, Barr said that the state laws just weren't coming around on hardcore prosecution for people who violate gun control laws. So the feds so that probably is a legislative problem at the state level. So the feds are going to law enforcement and DAs at the state level. They've done it before when he was AG before, and they want to bring it back because it was rolled back, I guess, under Obama. Maybe this is why Barr is here in the whole in the first place to do this exact thing. So he's saying uh you want to put away people for a really long time if they illegally possess guns. It says violent 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 felons who illegally possess guns but the fact is it's not about the violent felonies it's about the gun possession it's called project trigger lock he's reviving project trigger lock i think project exile was another one you can look look into these things if you want to and my problem is that this is it's a 10th amendment issue policing should be at the state level if your states don't want these gun laws and your your state the people you're paying are going up and engaging in the in the um with the federal laws, <clears> there's <throat> another thing that was very uh, problematic. It says a hundred thousand uh, rejections and denials under a back che- uh, under a background check system happen every year. We're going to be pursuing people who have lied on their applications. So they're gonna. So if you apply and you get rejected, that's gonna go into their database and they're gonna pursue you. So boy, is that a chilling effect? If they accuse you of lying, what if your lie is something minor? Did you ever smoke cigarettes? You know, like what yeah. if? right and they're going to pursue the people who have failed a background check they're going to pursue those
1: people that leaves the door wide open when you can when they are evaluating what is an incorrect app- application
0: yes and if and if there's a mental illness detected if that's why they're, they're denied, and that subset of the 100,000 is 6,000 people with mental illness. We will consult with our state and local colleagues to determine whether there is an available mental health response and try to ensure that this doesn't fall through the cracks simply because we don't have an immediate law enforcement basis to arrest the person. So they're wow. going to take action against people who fail background checks, even if there's no law enforcement basis to arrest them.
1: The looting I mean, of our rights.
0: Yeah. I mean, what if you have PTSD, OCD, ADHD? Are these all reasons that you're going to get – you're going to actually – it's crazy. And then he wraps up by saying there is more coming.
1: And with the way that kids and young people are being diagnosed at such a exactly. high rate, screen nobody's going to be allowed to do anything. Yes, yeah, right. The, psychosis. The,
0: the uh, adolescent psych industry is – booming oh and one more thing look out for project cash c-a-c-h-e google is going into the banking business but they're going to partner partner with financial companies so that you're not going to know that your Citibank account is a google bank account they're doing it to gather no way they're
1: getting way organizations so
0: this impeachment thing like look at the B-list news because that's where all the all the crazy stuff is happening.
1: Yeah, and I would They're like to say that today is National Loosen Up and Lighten Up Day. Whatever the history of that holiday is, but seems like something good for America right now. So
0: hey, this should be the theme music for Loosen Up. Yeah, get back, listen
1: to some JJ Boogie.
0: Yes. Thanks, JJ. Loosen really, up and lighten up. Yeah.
1: And you can find Perfect. your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at 4 p.m. on the thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. We will talk to you tomorrow.